Welcome in to Locked On Phillies. The Phillies fall to the Diamondbacks in Game 7. A, a complete collapse. One of the worst Philadelphia sports losses of my lifetime. Maybe, for my money, the worst Phillies loss in my lifetime. It's up there with 2011. It really is. I have no idea how they lost that series. I have no idea how their season's over, but it is. And This show is not here to make you feel better today. <laughs> no, because I feel awful. Disappointed, and we'll talk more about it on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Fandle. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit Fandle.com slash Locked On to get started. Uh I don't even know, speaking of getting started, where to get started with this episode. Like, I honestly don't know what to say. I don't have any earthly idea how the Philadelphia Phillies lost this series. Much more talented team, better pitching staff, livelier fan base, like everything in their way. I I mean, better offense, better clutch players, better superstars, and you collapse and lose four to two in game seven. In the last two games of the series, two home games with a chance to go to the World Series, you scored three runs. Like, how does that happen for this offense? They're so damn talented. How does that happen? Like, how does the combination of Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, and Trey Turner, and JT Ramuto, and Nick Castellanos, like, how does it yield three runs in two games against the Diamondbacks, against the bullpen that was not that good? I guess a 25-year-old rookie in game seven. Like, I just I, – I don't get it. I don't get how – like, I just – I don't get it. I don't know. And a lot of people are questioning Rob Thompson when it comes to his decisions in the game last night. Not pinch hitting for Nick Cass. <clears throat> Sorry. Not crying, I promise. I just had lunch. Not pinch hitting for Nick Castellanos. Earlier on in that game, like, he clearly looked lost. Not pinch hitting for Johan Rojas. I get it, but, like, the other options are Christian Pache and Jake Cave. They're not exactly world beaters. You didn't have, like, people to go to really off the bench like that. I don't know. Makes me wish that maybe Reese Hoskins was available for a big spot there, but it's not the point. Uh this team just came up small when it counted most. I don't even know how to explain it. I really don't. Ranger Suarez was good. I didn't think the Phillies pitching staff was that bad yesterday. Now, I, I don't think they were good in game six, and the offense was bad too. Like, Aaron Nola put you behind the eight ball in game six. But in game seven, Ranger Suarez kind of gave you what you needed. And Zach Wheeler was great in relief. And I, I just – I don't know, man. I don't understand how you your offense just – completely goes dormant in the worst two-game stretch of the year to go dormant. Like, that's the thing. 
There is no worse time to have a two-game slump as bad as the Philadelphia Phillies offense just had for where they should be playing than game six and seven of the NLCS. I guess the only worst time would be game six and seven of the World Series, but they don't have to worry about that now because the Phillies season is over. They lose three, four in the seven-game series in the NLCS against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm going to say all day throughout this episode, like I don't understand it. I do want to say credit to the Arizona Diamondbacks. They fought. They found a way to get the job done. I don't think they're the more talented baseball team. That doesn't mean they're not a winning baseball team. That doesn't mean they were not the better baseball team in this series. Clearly they were. That's why they're playing in the World Series and the Phillies are going home. I just think, and I'll die on this hill if I have to, the Philadelphia Phillies were the more talented baseball team in this series. But you didn't play like it, and now you're going home. Now you have a fun, long offseason to think about how in the world you collapse two home games to end out. You had been undefeated at home going into this series, uh, or going into this stretch even. You won the first two games at home, and you lose both to the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's a brutal collapse. Like, I don't even know how to process it at this point. Um, I guess we'll go through the way it happened and just kind of run through the scoring plays. Uh, I mean, the Diamondbacks got on the board first in the top of the first. Uh, Christian Walker had an RBI fielder's choice. And then Alec Bohm in the bottom of the second goes yard from the cleanup spot. And that was great. Like, it's nice to see Bohm battle through some adversity that he was in this postseason. Then here's where you thought it was turning. The momentum was turning. Bryson Stott hits an RBI double to score Alec Bohm in the bottom of the fourth. The Phillies take a 2-1 lead. And then right back in the top of the fifth. Ranger Suarez gives up an RBI single to Corbin Carroll, who you should have been pitching around. Uh, Gabby Moreno singles to right. Corbin Carroll scores. It's 3-2. Diamondbacks take the lead. They'd never surrender it again. 3-2 would have been all they needed because the Phillies were done scoring. Corbin Carroll had a sacrifice fly in the seventh off of Jeff Hoffman, but I mean, the Phillies pitching staff largely did their job. You can't score two runs in an elimination game. You cannot do it. Not in today's Major League Baseball climate. Like, no, not the way the game's played. And it's on the Phillies' offense. Like, Bryce Harper came out and said after the game that he feels like he let the city of Philadelphia down. And as much as I love Bryce Harper, and I'll always support Bryce Harper, and I think he's one of, if not the greatest Phillies to ever put on that uniform, yeah, you did like the offense, the big stars, they let you down in the biggest spots. They collapsed in the biggest spots. It wasn't the pitching staff. Now, Aaron Nola didn't do you favors yesterday, but outside of him, were there any bad starts by anybody in the postseason? I can't think of one outside of Aaron Nola's in game six. Like I just, I can't, the starting pitching was exceptional. It's the offense. This team has to look at their hitters and say, what in the world are we doing? What was the approach? Like Trey Turner looked like he fell apart. Castellanos looked like he had a negative approach. Like, and I get it. They had looked like that at points this year, and they can work out. Like, it doesn't mean this team stinks. They're certainly good enough to be playing in the World Series starting Friday, but they didn't perform when it counted. It's not a knock on the skill level of the player. It's a knock on the execution in the biggest moments. And I don't know, man. Just really, it hurts. I'm not going to lie to you. It hurts. I spent all year telling you this team was good enough. I still think they were, but they didn't prove it in the biggest moment, and that's how you find yourself at home. I'm not to the point where it's going to be like, oh, let's celebrate how good this season was. No, maybe we'll do that at some point, but this was such a damn brutal loss. That's going to take a long time 
to turn the page on this one as a Philadelphia Phillies fan and try and focus on something positive because this does not have the feeling of last year where it was like a magical run that just fell short. No, this is you had it handed to you had it right in front of you, everything right in front of you, a chance to go take another NL pennant, and you didn't do it. It's a totally different feel from last year. That's one that's going to haunt me and Phillies fans and Phillies players and Rob Thompson and Dave Dombrowski and John Middleton, everybody associated with that organization. It's going to haunt them for a while, a long, long time. Coming up, we're going to talk about, I guess, I, I don't know, the people to blame for the loss. I know we've kind of already been doing that, but where do you shoulder the most blame? Like, who do you give that to? Uh, I think it could go to a lot of people. We'll try and assess that, but even that feels kind of crazy considering just how shell-shocked I am, and you must be out there listening to what happened at Citizens Bank Park last night. But we'll discuss it coming up as we continue Locked on Phillies. First, I want to tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Jace Medical came up with the Jace case, and they decided they're going to have five essential antibiotics in there that can help you in medical emergencies. But you can also customize your case, and you can add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. It depends what you need and what you like, let's say you have an allergy and you want to have something in there to take care of it in case you have an allergic reaction to something. Go ahead and do that. Like there's a bunch of different options there and it's really important to be prepared for medical emergencies. Like you don't really think about them until you're caught in one. You don't really think about what am I going to do in this situation if I need X medicine or whatever, and I can't get to it. And Jace, medical put together the jace case for that very thing so that if you get caught in the unexpected in a medical emergency the jace case is there to provide five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use so go ahead and check it out you don't want to be caught unprepared uh, and guess what like there's a great way to go ahead and check it out we'll get you a little bit off and let me just find the promo code here sorry about that yeah go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a 20 dollars discount on your order that's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. Um, also, want to give a shout out to our partners over at SiriusXM, SXM Radio, uh, giving you the opportunity to listen to Phillies games all year. Uh, guess we're uh, we're done bringing that up, considering they're done playing games. But just want to give them a shout out since we gave them love all year. Uh, shout out to SiriusXM, the SXM app, all that good stuff. Uh, it's crazy still to think that this season's over, like. All that work and you have that golden opportunity and you come up short. Like I think about when a season ends like this or even when you're getting down near the end, it's hard not to think about the amount of time and work spent on getting to this point. And like I think about it from a personal perspective. I watch all the games. I record all these episodes. I talk to you and I love doing this, but it is still work. It's got to get up every day and got to talk about the team, win, lose, collapse anything you got to get up and talk about it by the time you get to the point in this season a lot of people are tired burnt out like ready for the offseason i'm not saying the phillies were looking to be ready for the offseason i'm just saying like it's a long process to get here and i know like my efforts on this podcast pale in comparison to the efforts of the players and the manager and the gm and the president of baseball operations like everyone who works 
for and with the organization. Baseball is a grind, the grind of all North American sports. And to get to this point and to miss a golden opportunity, it has to be an absolute killer mentally. I don't know how you mentally deal with this. If you're Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, Jay Trumito, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, like mentally they're going to have to be tough to bounce back from this in the future. A lot of those guys still with the team going forward. I mean, a lot of the guys that you saw in this World or in this World Series. Nope. Wish we were that lucky. In this NLCS, you're going to be back with the team. So the core is still largely here. This is not like the end of an era for the Philadelphia Phillies, but it just felt like the best opportunity, right? That's why maybe 2011 is worse because that kind of slammed the door shut in the Phillies contention window there. But think about how hard it is to get to this point. Not only do you have to win 90 games, how much the Phillies fought and clawed their way into the postseason this year, but you have to go through two games against a division rival in Miami. Now it seemed easy, but you got to win that. You got to take care of business. Then you had to knock off the 104 win Braves. Like that team was unbelievable. You had to fight and claw to beat them and go through all that struggle. Any of those could have been a misstep, but you make it all the way through all that. And then you're one win away from the world series and you have two games to get it. And they're both at home and you just don't come through like, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Uh, so I guess who deserves blame for what happened in games six and seven? First of all, the offense and the superstars, like not creating opportunities at home with the series on the line with a chance to go to the World Series. Like that's unacceptable. You're getting paid millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to create offense. I'm not saying just because you're a professional athlete. No, these are top of the line payroll guys. This is one of the most expensive payrolls in baseball. Like you're paying these guys great money to go out there and produce in spots just like this. Winning 90 games doesn't matter if you can't go ahead and capitalize in big moments in the postseason. And there are points where the Phillies did that this year. Like think about it. If you're the Braves, you don't care about winning 104 games in the regular season right now. No, you care about the fact that your season got ended at the hand of a division rival. Like, that has to drive them insane. They had a great season, and they lost it. The Philadelphia Phillies are going through the same thing right now. And as much as Bryce Harper and J.J. Romito and Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos are all still great players and worthy of the money they're being paid, they came up small this time around. In big moments, they didn't create enough offense. The final two games in the NLCS are what is going to be remembered from this run. Not how many home runs they hit against the Braves or the 10-0 win against the Diamondbacks in game two that felt like it put this series on ice. And No, none of that. Now you're just going to be thinking about a collapse. Again, all the history and records broken, just throw them out the window because you didn't, you didn't show up when it mattered most. And they know that. Like the Phillies players know that. I'm not trying to pile on because I know they're hurting today too. I know they want this as bad, if not worse than all of us. Like, they want this bad. They've been telling you it all year. It's a great makeup of guys who care, who fight hard, who try. And unfortunately, they just didn't execute when they needed to most. It wasn't for lack of trying, but you got to find a way to get it done, and they didn't. Aaron Nola also deserves a little bit of blame for where the series ends because he didn't have a great – he's the only person this postseason without – a good start, I think. Like, not they didn't have it, but like with a start that was not good, I guess is the way that I should phrase that. 
I can't remember, and maybe I'm missing one, but I can't remember a start at any other point in the series, in the postseason at all for the Philadelphia Phillies, where you got behind the eight ball as clearly as you did when Aaron Nola started game six. That could have been his last start as a Philadelphia Philly. And I guess coming up, we're going to have to have a conversation about who stays, who goes, all that stuff. We have plenty of offseason time to go ahead and do that. But, yeah, it's miserable, and we got to deal with it. So the offense shoulders a lot of the blame. Uh, Johan Rojas is going to have to learn how to hit if he's going to play at the major league level. I get he's great defensively. He's going to have to learn how to hit. The Phillies are going to have to add the depth to their roster so you have better pinch hit options, like continue to grow it. Alec Bohm and Bryson Stott are going to have to continue to come into their own as clutch hitters in the postseason. Great players. I like both of them a lot. They're going to have to get to the point where they're more clutch consistently in the postseason. Both of them, nice game last night. But you got to find a way to uh, to do that more consistently to become players like Bryce Harper, JT, Castiano, Schwarber, Turner, like stuff like that. That's the next progressive step. Brandon Marsh, actually, uh, pretty solid in this NLCS. Like he had his opportunities and he came through a lot. So I, I was encouraged by that. But the big money guys have to play like big money guys. And the big money pitchers have to pitch like big money pitchers. And maybe there's a little bit more to be added to the bullpen. Now, going into next year, you could certainly see this bullpen getting better. You got Soto locked down and uh, Sir Anthony Alvarado extensions. Um, They already signed this past offseason. Christopher Sanchez might move to the bullpen if you up the rotation. Now, Tywon Walker. Uh, actually, we're going to round out with stuff like this. And I want to close out the episode with something from Taiwan Walker and his Twitter feed that's been going on today. So I'll uh, I'll tell you about that coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies and why it's certainly a concern as the Phillies head into their offseason. We'll discuss as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Phillies. All right, let me tell you about FanDuel. October baseball, the fall classic is here. You can't make your postseason debut with Fan, or sorry, you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first five dollar bet. Just visit FanDuel.com/lockedon to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. The World Series is a great time to bet on. So bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. Anything you want to bet on when it comes to the Fall Classic, you can go ahead and do that. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, you can predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, so here's a concern going into the offseason. So Taiwan Walker did not pitch at all in the postseason. Now, he had himself, I think, a better regular season than a lot of people will give him credit for. Um, I think his numbers and the number of wins – he had this year just kind of show how often he kept the Phillies in games and how he battled for them, and he didn't get the opportunity in the postseason. He tweeted out 12 hours ago. I'm recording this at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So 12 hours ago would have been, what, 2.30 in the morning. So a little late-night tweet from uh, Tywin Walker. Tweeted out, disrespect is at an all-time high. Hashtag next year. Now, he's under contract, but some of his likes – um 
here are some of his likes uh, as far as what the tweets he's liking. He liked a tweet that said, to me, you not pitching in the postseason was the true disrespect. Thank you for supporting your teammates. The disrespect is from your manager. He had no faith in you, which was a joke, and his game decision cost the Phillies this series. Remember that. He liked those tweets going into the offseason. Here's what can't happen, right? The Phillies are so good because of their locker room. They've stayed together. They've built a great organization, a great clubhouse, a roster with some great guys. You cannot have anybody splitting off from that whatsoever. Like Tywin Walker cannot now go AWOL and start not liking Rob Thompson. Like you have to stick together as a team, even through this collapse. You can't let this bleed into an organizational meltdown. But these are the type of losses that do. These are the type of losses that kill a locker room, that kill a clubhouse, that kill a roster, that kill an organization. Just you had it right in front of you and you worked so hard to get there and you choked it and you're just miserable after it. And I don't mean that with any disrespect. Like we saw it. We saw them lose the game. They'd say the same thing. If they were on here with me, if any Phillies player were on here with me, they'd be saying the same thing, that they came up short in a big moment. And I'm not saying like – Again, there are going to be people who come out and be like, ah, your team was a fraud. The Phillies stink. Bryce Harper's terrible. Nick Castellanos is terrible. Like, uh, They're going to say all of this bad stuff about the Philadelphia Phillies that's not remotely true. The Phillies are a really, really great baseball team with some really, really great players. And that makes it hurt even more that they weren't able to get the job done. By the time we get to where we need to get to ahead of next year's season, I think we'll be back in on the whole train of, all right, let's try and battle through and see what happens this postseason. I mean, they make the postseason three years in a row. Like, that's a good thing. That means they're in the right direction. But if you don't cash in with this core, if Bryce Harper ends his Phillies tenure without a ring, like, I don't know, man. I'll I'll be very, very disappointed because they're talented enough to, and this might have been the year, and they just fall short. I don't have much more to say right now. Appreciate you being with me uh, for the toughest show of the year here. Thank you for checking us out on Lock On Phillies. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be a long off season. Let you, I'll let you know in the coming days what our offseason content schedule is going to look like and everything there. But, again, credit to Arizona. I'll be rooting for the Rangers in the World Series simply because I don't really like this Diamondbacks team right now. But, yeah, season over. Not the way we wanted it to end. Now we're left to pick up the pieces. I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.